morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. in this place, whatever you're needing today, you can find it in His presence. I can feel His presence in this room right now. I know that you're feeling God's presence in your house. Whatever you're needing today, you can have it by the power of His name. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Let's just take a moment and thank Him for His presence. Let's just take a moment and worship Him right now because He's worthy of praise. God, we magnify Your name. God, we lift up the name of Jesus. God, we're grateful to God. We know who You are. God, You're not just some God out there that we don't know, but God, You're our friend, God. And You're the friend, the Bible says, that sticks closer than even a brother. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercies. I thank you for your greatness in my life. God, I thank you for meeting us and helping us, God. I thank you for every answered prayer. I thank you for blessing, God. Oh, God, I thank you, God, for filling me with your spirit. I thank you for washing my sins away. God, we're grateful today, God. God, overflow in this place. Overflow in our lives, God. Overflow, God, through, God, technology to every individual home right now. God, we're praying, God, that your spirit, God, would be felt, God, in every living room, in every kitchen, God, in someone's car, wherever they're at right now, God, that they would feel the power of your spirit. God, we need desperately to feel your presence. And I thank you, God, that you live in our praise, God. So as we praise you, as we lift you up, God, you come down and you begin to minister and meet every need. Amen. God is good. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Praise God. We're going to jump back into what we started last week. Um, I'm enjoying um, this series, uh, First Things First. First Things First. You know, it's not really the top of a brand new year, but we're still today in January. It's the beginning of a new year. And it's important that we sometimes, at the beginning of a year, evaluate where we're at and check out and make sure we are aligned correctly with God. Is our priorities in the right place? Do we have Him in the right perspective? Last week, we started talking about what God has to say about being first. And we've learned that there's a principle in God's Word. It's the principle of first. God has a lot to say about Him being first. He wants the honor first. He wants the praise first. He wants to be first in our lives because the first always belongs to God. This first principle that's found throughout the Word of God, He wants the first of our day, 
He wants the first of our time, our talent, and the first of our treasure. We're going to find that throughout the Word of God. He's not okay with being second. Amen? He's not okay with being the leftovers of our life. You know, I do all this stuff for my employer. I do all this stuff for my family. I do all this stuff for me. And then if I've got any time left over, I'm going to let God have that. He's not okay with that. Because he always wants to be first. He is the God of first. And I believe today, if we would only get that understanding, if we would only understand that principle of first, there's blessings that are associated with it. That there's benefits that come in your life and my life when we put God first. Amen? The kickoff verse, I'm going to read it again today. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31 says this, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? That's what we do. We do a lot of that. Even at my house today, there was a little bit of that going on. Uh, for all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. He knows that you need food, that you need clothes, that you need shelter. He, he knows all of that. He knows that. So don't, what the, what the writer is saying here is don't go ahead and seek those things before God. No, we're told in the very next verse, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that you think that you want to seek, that you think that you want to go after first, if you just put God in his rightful place, all these things, the Bible says, shall be added unto you. It's the principle of first. This is a life-giving principle. Uh, too often, people don't get this. But, but there's blessings that are tied to this principle. If you would just understand and don't miss this truth. Too often people, you know, associate the church or preachers. Oh, they just want my money. Well, I'm just telling you today, I'm not telling you this because I want your money. I want you to be blessed by God. I want you to have the benefits of putting God in his rightful place. And when you do that, this will change your life forever. Your future will be blessed if you put God in his rightful place. The principle, the basic principle of putting God first is this. Make God first in every part of your life. Someone say every part. Not just part, not just this section over here, but we are to put God first in every part of our lives. Now, I told you last week, and we, we introduced this subject, that the first principle in God's Word encompasses three main things. Last week, we talked about firstborn. We'll highlight that just high level here again. Uh, but there's two more after firstborn. There's first fruits, and then there's first tenth. Today, we're going to talk about first fruits. But let me review just briefly what firstborn principle is like when it's talking about the principle of first. The one verse I'm going to read to you right now is Exodus chapter 13 and verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Someone say firstborn. 
whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, it is mine, says God. God declares very plainly in these verses, in many other verses where it talks about the firstborn, God declares that the firstborn is his. It belongs to him. It's nobody else's. It's not the farmer's. It's not the cattle herders. It's nobody's but God's. And there was two options, and we're going to review this real briefly for the firstborn. The firstborn either had to be sacrificed if it was a clean animal. Someone say sacrificed. Or it had to be redeemed if it was an unclean animal. So the two options for a firstborn is sacrificed or redeemed. The Bible lets us know in Romans chapter 8 that Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. He was the firstborn. He was the spotless lamb. He was the clean sacrifice. He, he was sacrificed on a cross for you and for me. Why? Because I was born in sin and I was shaped in iniquity. I was born unclean and I needed a redeemer. I needed to be redeemed. So I, I'm thankful today that Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren, and he gave his life a ransom for you and I. This principle of giving the firstborn to God is a powerful principle. Whatever I give to God first, I don't really lose what I've given up. What I've really done is I've just saying, God, I'm going I'm to give the first to you, and I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to believe your word that you're going to redeem what's left over. And he does that every single time. It takes faith to give to God first. But as you honor him, as you put him first in anything that you give, you're giving him the first of your day, you're giving him the first of your time, you're giving him the best of your talent, you're giving him the, the first of your increase. Whatever you give to God first, it's just simply saying, God, I'm trusting you. By doing this first, God, I'm trusting in Almighty God to take care of everything that's going to happen later. Amen? That's the principle we covered last week. Now, now this week, we're going to jump into part two of this principle of first, and it's called first fruits. We, we learn very quickly that the first fruits must be brought to God, and then God blesses the rest. You see, in the Old Testament, God instructed the people. They were farmers. They were sheep herders. They were cattle herders. Uh, he instructed them and commanded the people that they were to bring the first of the harvest to him. Grain harvest, honey that they harvested, olive oil that they harvested, the sheep's wool that they harvested, the fruit that was harvested, whatever was first, this was first fruits. And by giving the first fruits to God, they were acknowledging that the entire harvest comes from him anyhow. And I'm going to trust God by giving him first. First fruits offering is an expression of faith. It acknowledges that, God, you own it all. God, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for all of your provision. And I'm anticipating when I am going to honor you with the first fruits that you're going to bless the rest of the harvest. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 19 says it like this. The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into 
the house of the Lord your God. Wow. It's not just the first fruits, but notice this verse. It says it's the first of the first fruits. Not only do we have to bring the first fruits, but God, God's saying, I, I, I don't want to be second. I don't want to be third. I don't want to be the fifth portion or the tenth portion, but I want to be the first portion that you bring to the house of God. They weren't told to take it to some TV evangelist. They weren't told to give it to some missionary first. They, they weren't told to, well, Grandma has a need at her house, and I'm going to give it to Grandma first. That they weren't told to, to meet any physical need first, but they were told first, you bring it to the house of the Lord. And when you bring to God the first fruits, God blesses the rest that's left over. Someone say first. Ezekiel chapter 40 and verse 30. And the first of all the first fruits of all kinds, of every offering of all kinds, from all your offerings, shall belong to the priest. You shall also give to the priest the first of your dough. Ladies, when you're making bread, this is the way it was in the Old Testament. You, you made this big old bowl of dough. It didn't all go in the oven for you and your family. They were told here that you shall give to the priest the first of your dough. Every single thing that, that, that was produced, every single thing that grew, every single thing that you harvested, there was a first fruits principle. And notice the blessing that's tied to it. First of all, your first fruits, every offering, every sacrifice shall belong to the priest, shall give the first to the priest, the first of your dough. That, someone say that, that a blessing, this is where it's tied to the blessing. When you give the first fruits to God first, you're doing it that a blessing may rest on your house. Wow. I don't know about you, but I know that this guy right here, I want God's blessing to rest on the house. I want God's blessing to rest on my family. You might say, well, we're not farmers today, Pastor Steve. We're living in a different day. We don't have harvest, and we don't have crops, and we don't have cattle in the backfield. No, I don't think there's anybody in this church that does. If you do, let me know. We might like some good steaks. But we're not farmers. We're not harvesters of crops. We're not reproducing livestock. So we're not bringing these kinds of sacrifices. I've never had anyone show up at the church door and bring me, you know, their portion of the dough. Getting ready to make bread. I love bread. It's a weakness of mine. But I've never had some dear old saint of God say, I was making dough, pastor, and I want to give you the first fruits. Here, here's my dough portion. Here's my first fruits. And now some of you, I'd take it because it would be really, really good. <laughs> so, so you might say, Pastor, how does that apply to me? I don't have any sheep's wool. I'm not harvesting any grain. I have no sheep. I have no cattle. 
I've not been out looking for some new honey. How do I do this first fruits thing? I think I've got an answer for you found in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Someone say increase. Today we're not bringing sheep and we're not bringing cattle and we're not bringing oats and grains and flour. But my increase comes in the form of a, an e-transfer. Most of my increase comes that way. I, I get on the second, every second Thursday night about 8 o'clock, I get an e-transfer that when I click on my phone or I get on my computer or my iPad, I can see that there has been increase in my life. Amen? You might get a check. How many still get checks? Okay, there's still some people that get checks. It might be an e-transfer. It might be a direct deposit. It might be cash. Come on now. Cold hard cash is getting harder and harder to get these days. But no matter how the increase comes, the Word of God tells us to honor the Lord with the first fruits of all our increase. Praise God. And it's not just to give to the preacher or give to the house of God or give to the church. There is a great blessing that's tied to those that give. Verse 10, let's continue reading in Proverbs chapter um, 3. Verse 10 says, if we give the first fruits of all our increase, it goes on to say, so your barns will be filled with plenty. Someone say plenty. And your vats, what's a vat? <laughs> Those are terms we don't really use. It, it, you know, if you're in Italy, you'd know what a vat is. Your vats will overflow with new wine. You might say, well, I don't have any vats at my house. Okay, that's, that's true. But the promise here is not that you need to have a vat. The promise here is that if you give the increase, you, you pay God and, and commit to him, God, I want to give the first fruits of all my increase, then I will be left with plenty. Amen? That there will be enough. There will be plenty and there's also the promise that I will live in the overflow. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live without the overflow in my life. I don't want to live without it. I, I want the promise of God that God, when I give you the first fruits, when I bring it to you, that you will bless what's left over. And I will experience the overflow. I will experience the blessings of God in my life. Now, there are some of you that are watching today, you, you say, Pastor, I've been there. I know what that feels like. And there's others of you that are watching, and you're saying, I don't know about all that. Well, it's a promise in the Word of God today. We're talking about the principle of first. There's a powerful example of this principle in the Word of God. The children of Israel were conquering this new land, and they had just conquered the city of Jericho, and Jericho had spoils, or they had a lot of great things that were going to be taken out of that city after the battle was done, and 
God had given strict instructions to the children of Israel, do not keep any spoil. God says, it's all mine. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 19 says it like this. But all the silver and gold, vessels of bronze and iron, they are what? They're consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Now, why did God say this to the children of Israel? That he wanted all the silver, he wanted all the gold, he wanted all the vessels of bronze, he wanted all the vessels of iron. Why did God say that? Why did God say, bring all of that spoil to my house? It goes back to the principle of first. Because Jericho was the first city that the people conquered in this new land. Jericho was first. Someone say first. And the principle of first fruit says that it's all belongs to God. God didn't say conquer three or four cities and give me some spoil. God didn't say wait till you're done and you've got ten cities conquered and then give me the spoil of the tenth city. No, God said it like this. He says give me the first city. Bring the spoil to the house of the Lord in the first one. And then all the other cities you conquer, you get to keep the spoil. It takes faith for us to bring the first fruits. You and I have to make that decision every single time we have increase. We've got to decide whether we're going to honor God with the first fruits or we're going to keep it, manage it on our own. But God has a very distinct principle tied to some pretty amazing blessings if we would only get this principle. There was a man, one of the soldiers, in this conquest of the city of Jericho. He had heard what the man of God had said. He'd heard that God says, all the spoil belongs to God. Bring it all into the house of God. But this guy named Achan, the Bible says that he decided he was not going to follow this first principle that God had established. Achan decides, you know what, I see that Babylonian garment. And man, that looks really good. Man, there's those 200 shekels of silver. Man, I could use that with my new house project over here. Or, or I, I need to have that wedge of gold because that would really help my kids get ready for their college education. I don't know what his reasoning was, but he, he decided that the Babylonian garment, the 200 shekels of silver, and the wedge of gold, he was not going to take it and do what God had said to do with it. He was going to keep it for himself. And the Bible lets us know that he goes and he, he hides these things in the ground under his tent. No one will ever know. The man of God will never know. I'm going to get this, and eventually one day down the road, it'll all be mine. So Israel heads out to their next conquest. It was a little city. 
Not, not even as grand as the city of Jericho, the city of Ai. And they go to fight in this battle. And, 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 and it doesn't go very well for Israel. They, they lose the battle of the conquest of Ai. And Joshua was like, what, what went wrong? What happened? Why did we not win this? We won the battle of Jericho, but we lost Ai. And he goes to God in prayer and says, God, why, does, why did this happen? Joshua chapter 7 and verse 10 says it like this. Says, the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie like this on your face? Israel has sinned. And they have transgressed my covenant, which I have commanded them. For they have taken some of the accursed things. God called the spoil, the first fruits of that city. He called it an accursed thing. They've taken the accursed thing. They have stolen and deceived, and they have put it among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from among you. That is pretty serious. Ai was a little city, and Achan thought, I could take this little bit of spoil for myself, and no one's going to ever know. But the Bible lets us know that God says, Israel has stolen from me. Israel is now cursed. So there's really two things we can do with the first fruits. First option, and this is what the Word of God commands with the first fruits, that we bring it to the house of God. And the second option is we can keep it for ourselves, and the Bible calls that stealing from God. No other choice, because the first fruits belong to God, must be brought to God, and we are to honor God with it. And then if we do that, the Bible says he will bless what is left. You say, Pastor, that's a pretty heavy Concept. It, it is a pretty heavy concept, but there's blessings. If we would only get it, if we would only understand the power of first, the blessing that comes with honoring God first, our life will be blessed. The Bible says he's going to open the windows of heaven over us and pour out blessings so grand that you will not be able to receive it. You know, the enemy, the enemy of your soul does not want you to discover why some people are blessed and other people are not. Amen? He, he doesn't want you to get it. He doesn't want you to understand it. Because he wants to keep you poor. He wants to keep you needing and wanting and, and, and really being cursed because of your actions. But the Word of God lets us know that if we would only get this first prompt promise and this first principle that if we would put God first in every part of our life give him the first of your day give him the first of your time give him the best of your talent give him the first of your increase that there's blessings associated with the principle of first Deuteronomy at least four different times God promised the people that if they would obey him in this that everything they put their hand to would be blessed do you ever see some people no matter what they touch, 
It's wonderful. It's blessed by God. And other people, no matter what they try and do, it's just like, it's just falling flat. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, if that's you, if, if everything that you go to do, every job you get to take, it just doesn't work out, I, I challenge you, check the principle of first. That might be your problem. If you could only figure this thing out, I, I know sometimes it doesn't make sense. It takes faith to trust God. But I, I promise you today, according to God's word, if you put God's first, if you give God the first fruits, that blessings will permeate every area of your life. You'll be blessed in your health. You'll be blessed in your marriage. Your kids will be blessed. Your, your relationships will be blessed. Your work life will be blessed. Your emotions will be blessed. Your thoughts will be blessed. Your finances will be blessed. Everything is blessed when we put God first. I'm going to invite the music team to come back here because I'm almost done. It's the principle of first. Someone say, first things first. I I want to see God's blessings poured out. Do you want to see that? Do you want to see God's blessings poured out on your life? If you want to have God's blessings, check how you're doing with the principle of first. Practice this principle of first. Last week we prayed this prayer. We're going to pray it again today at the conclusion of this message. I'm calling it the open heaven prayer. We talked about this two or three years ago. We prayed this for three or four months as a church. We're going to start praying it again for a while here at the beginning of 2021. And we've seen God do some great things as we put God first and declare his word in prayer. Personally, I've seen God flow unexpected resources into our life because we're faithful with our giving. We're faithful with our tithe. We're faithful with our time. And we've seen checks come into our house of multiple thousands of dollars unexpected. Many of you here at Live Church have experienced blessings and jobs and income increases and, and just all kinds. It's not always financial, but we, we've seen the blessings of God poured out. Even this morning, we got a text on my way to church. One of the sisters in our church said, this is a blessing that, you know, can't explain it, but one of her bills, she sent us a copy of that portion of her bill that, that there was a blessing of $463 that was added to that account. Praise God. It's called open heaven. Just this very week, my wife and I had an open heaven blessing happening in our family. You know, we're in lockdown. But there's places you can go in lockdown sometimes just to get out of the house. You can go to the grocery store. You can go to Walmart. You can go to Costco. That's about, that's about it, right? Well, my wife had been to Costco and had purchased something that she thought she needed to have, got it home and thought, no, this is not going to work. So on Thursday night, much to my 
not desire to go to Costco. She twists my arm and says, let's go to Costco. We're going to take this thing back to Costco. I really didn't want to get out in the cold. It was like a cold night, and I was ready to just get into the lazy boy and kick my feet back and just relax a little bit. But I love my wife. And so I decided, okay, let's go to Costco. I have the thing in tow, and we put it in the car, and we get to Costco, and we go to the service desk, and they, you know, Costco's wonderful. They, okay, back on your card. Wonderful. So we just, well, let's just take a quick walk through Costco. It was, the best time to go to Costco was about 8 o'clock in the evening. It was 8 o'clock in the evening. There was nobody there, literally. The store was ours. We just did a quick little walk through, and we got down towards almost the back of the store, and there was something that caught my eye. I had made a purchase about two and a half weeks prior, and the thing I purchased was over $500, okay? It was, it was a relatively large purchase, and I, I thought, I looked over, and the sign said, there was one of those yellow things across the side, $100 off. I said, I'm going back to the service desk with my Costco card. I don't have any receipts, and I'm going to show them this, and I'm going to get my $100, Someone say, open heaven. heaven. Well, that's not the end of the story. I get back to the service desk, and I show my card, and I'm expecting my $100 plus the $13 tax back on my card. And she goes, it looks like you're going to get $176 back. I said, come on now. I'll take it. She goes, it seems like there's, that you paid more than what says on the base price there. And so really you're getting not just the hundred, you're getting like 150 some dollars back on your card and then tax. I said, it's open heaven. Someone say open heaven. When you put God first, unexpected blessings will come your way. When you put God first, he will open up the windows of heaven and he will pour you out blessings that you will not be able to receive. Praise God. We're going to pray this prayer together. If if you're at home, I I know many of you are probably relaxing. Stand up for this prayer. Amen? Get, 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 Get out of that chair. Get off that sofa. Stand up. We're going to put the words on the screen here for you. I want you to read these words with me. I want you to pray these. I want you to declare these because we're declaring the Word of God today over our lives. We're declaring the Word of God over our families. If you're putting God first, you can pray these with power. You can pray this with authority and God will show up in your life. Let's pray it together. On the authority of the Word of God, And through the power of the name of Jesus, since I have given, your word says it will be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither and I am a giver. I bring my tithes and offerings into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You will pour out your blessings upon me that there is not room enough to receive it. I will receive jobs and promotions, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance, 
interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts dismissed, buildings and property. I pray for an open heaven over my family. My greatest desire is that my whole family will be saved and walking with God in perfect health, abundance, and walking in His divine favor and blessing. I pray that they will dedicate their lives completely to God and the work of His kingdom. I pray for an open heaven over Life Church and over every individual and ministry. Pour out your anointing upon everything we do for your kingdom and keep us unified for the cause of revival in Burlington and its surrounding cities. Your word tells me that I am blessed going in, I am blessed going out, and everything I will do will prosper. I pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. And it is so. I challenge you, church, begin to rejoice right now. Begin to thank God for answered prayer. Begin to thank God for an open heaven. Begin to thank God for the blessings. As we honor Him first, as we put Him first, the blessings of God are going to be poured out on us, and God is going to do great things. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.